remember being a middle schooler and walking down the hallways of ISM. I used to wear oversized jackets to school to hide myself in the misery with which I looked at life. The only saving grace was her music. As I put it back then, it was her red album, my headphones, my iPod, my black jacket, and me against the world. <laughs> I practically grew up with Taylor Swift's music. The melodies of her old songs are still etched into my memory and my heart. And quite honestly, I just know that they're going to stay there for so many years to come. Every single anecdote that she mentioned in her songs, whether it was her losing friends or being acquainted with snakes or going on first dates or having your first heartbreak, it just felt like everything happened to me. Taylor is one of those artists that is able to be so relatable with her music that it feels like everything that happened to her happened to me. And if I did go through something, her songs are like medicine. They are so healing to listen to. And that's just like one of the things that I really, really love about her music. Taylor unknowingly built me into the person that I am today. And I am so thankful for that and so grateful for that. And I am just one in a million billion people that listen to her music you guys really have no idea how excited i am to be recording this episode and talking about her music and her life and the legacy that she's built in such depth this is for you t swizzle <laughs> here is a love letter to taylor swift Let's start off with talking about her latest albums. You guys, when I first heard Folklore, I was absolutely shook. When describing Folklore, John Caramonica, I think that's how you pronounce his name, (laughs) he wrote for the New York Times that Taylor Swift is a pop star who is done with pop. And I think he is so right in saying that because in my opinion, both Folklore and Evermore which is kind of like the sister album of Folklore, are so different than the work that she's usually used to producing and coming up with. If I could describe both these albums in a word, I think I would say that they're mystical. It's so... Ah, it's amazing. Both of these albums just feel like a warm hug to me especially folklore like there's just something about it it feels like i have a playlist on spotify called autumn in a playlist and literally every song that is on folklore is on that playlist for me it's just so amazing it feels so warm and i just love it so much every song in folklore is a freaking masterpiece the way that taylor used string instruments and so many kinds of different instrumentation honestly it's just divine to listen to there's a song called invisible string for example and it's just so summery and fruity and amazing that song talks about there being an invisible string between her and her lover which is able to kind of explain the connection that they have 
um, and it just it just feels so otherworldly, you know. Taylor writes a string that pulls and ties her, or ties you to me, ties her to her lover, and she uses a lot of different colorful words in that song, and it makes me feel like I'm either walking on a rainbow or on sunshine. <laughs> it's so beautiful. My favorite songs that she's released in quarantine, they have to be The One, Hoax, and Invisible String, obviously, from Folklore, and Marjorie and Cowboy Like Me from Evermore. Cowboy Like Me is her take on bringing more of that country vibe into her songs again, and I just love the lyrics of Cowboy Like Me. Oh my gosh, let me just pull up the thing. Also, I hope you guys are enjoying um the really chill vibe of speaking that i'm kind of uh emulating in these podcasts i feel like it's so much nicer because it feels like we're sitting down and having a conversation um anyway so cowboy like me the lyrics are i've got some tricks up my sleeve takes one to no one you're a cowboy like me never wanted love just a fancy car and it's just it's i don't know it's just so beautiful she's basically talking about how this one person is exactly like her in terms of you know going for what they want to get in life and also not being blinded by love all the time and all of these things it's just the way that that song progresses and the way that it's so smooth and the way that taylor sings it it feels so natural and so i don't know vibey like it may, i i remember um when i first listened to it i just sat down and i just couldn't stop listening to it i had it on repeat the whole day and i didn't even get tired of it it's so effortless and that is one thing that i've realized um taylor has kind of adopted in the years that she has grown up you know like she doesn't really need to force her identity anymore and this is something that she's talked a lot about in interviews because a lot of her personality was shaped by the media and by people and by society always commenting on her um failed relationships and her always being with so many boys and all of these things but all taylor wanted to do was be a girl in the world and just enjoy her life but obviously that comes at a price when you're in the spotlight all the time but i just absolutely adore that taylor is being so much more authentic with her work and she's being so open with everything now because that's when in my opinion that's when music transcends to people and actually hits their heart rather than just their mind all the time and i just love that so much um so yeah evermore was amazing as well but i think folklore st- like stands out to me the most there's just something about that album the way that it flows from start to finish you know if you like if you go in order um of the of the track list of the way that the album is actually you know what's it called like 
laid out <laughs> um it just it flows so well but maybe this is just because i haven't really been acquainted with evermore that much like i've listened to it but it just didn't hit me as hard folklore is definitely my favorite i know that a lot of people are gonna be like oh my god that should not be the case you should not pick favorites but folklore is definitely my favorite it took a while for evermore to grow on me and that's just like the facts i was appreciating folklore for everything that it was uh when she released it <laughs> and i remember it was during exam season in um first semester of second year so like a few months ago um but i just i knew i had to listen to it so as i was doing my public law exam i was just listening to folklore play in the background um but then you know as i was getting acquainted with it and i as i was getting to memorize the lyrics and understand the melodies taylor announced that she was releasing another album which was obviously like i was so excited but you know i was getting to know the songs from folklore i was still identifying myself with which one is most me and which one i love the most and it just happened so fast that i wasn't able to process any of it but again i feel like it sounds like i'm com com oh i can't talk it sounds like i'm complaining but i'm really not because she just did what she did man like both the albums are so phenomenal and so good she's a lyrical genius and her producers as well this time around have been so freaking amazing and uh, again i think this is because they actually let taylor do what she wants to do and write about what she wants to write about um so yeah i just everything about folklore and evermore both the production value, the lyrics, the vibe, everything is just perfect. Because of Taylor, I also um, started getting to know more about Jack Antonoff, who is a producer and he helped songwrite a lot. Um, songwrite? Is that a word? Anyway, he helped um, Taylor Swift write a lot of the songs that are on both Folklore and Evermore. And I also found out that Jack Antonoff wrote and helped produce Lana Del Rey's albums. So Lana's previous album, Norman Fucking Rockwell, and Chemtrails Over the Country Club, which she just released. Oh my god, Queen Lana. See, like, both Taylor and Lana are doing so well right now musically. And if you're... I didn't want to make this about Lana Del Rey, but I feel like if you're making that comparison between these two artists one thing that i've come to realize is that both of them are being so open and so raw and genuine with the way that they're um kind of showcasing themselves to society and i feel like that just says so much about their musicianship quite honestly because like the fact that they're so open about who they are and the kind of music that they want to write and the kind of music that they want to put out it just makes people appreciate their honesty and their vulnerability so much more like i definitely know that um 
I appreciate when artists are genuinely so happy about the work that they put out. And if something is crappy, like, the people are just gonna know, right? So the fact that Taylor and Lana are both being so open about these things just makes my heart so happy. Like, it's such a good feeling seeing other people do what they love to do and do what they're so happy about and passionate about. And as an audience and as a listener, that's like the, the best thing that you can get, honestly. Um, yeah, so finding out that Jack also helped Lana Del Rey was amazing. It's been, it's been a fantastic year for Jack Antonoff and for Taylor Swift and also Lana. I was telling a friend of mine that um, quarantine must have really challenged the creativity of these producers because like <laughs> they're putting out such incredible work and it's just fucking amazing man like i have so many good things to say but also not a lot of time but i feel like i've been talking quite a lot in this segment but i just appreciate everything that taylor swift is doing right now and she's still going like she's releasing um the Taylor she released the Taylor's version of Love Story and the From the Vault version of You All Over Me and I just saw this morning um she released the song yesterday and she wrote it in 2008 where she was so incredibly young and it's already number 1 in the charts in the US which is insane like this is just the power that Taylor Swift has and I just amazing yeah i in the next few segments i'm really going to look more into um her the way that she has grown up alongside our media and alongside society and the people that always push her down and yeah So we're on to the second kind of um segment of the podcast. I really hope you guys are appreciating the interludes that I'm putting into these into this episode because they're very like country and folksy sounding and I think they really pay homage to Taylor's beginnings and her roots because that's everything that we're going to be discussing now. Um Taylor Swift started off as a country artist, which is like I feel like a lot of people that listen to her music now they're a little bit surprised by that um because she doesn't really incorporate a lot of that country vibe into her songs anymore um and honestly it's just because she has been so many different kinds of women in this industry she's changed herself changed her style and everything that she stands for according to what the audience wants her to play Also I'm so sorry for the yelling in the background. Um there's a festival called Holi in India that people are celebrating right now. So there are kids downstairs playing. But um yeah. Anyway, I saw this comment on YouTube that kind of talked about the different kinds of women that Taylor has been in in the industry. So her first few albums, she was the country girl. 
Fearless saw her becoming the teenage girl. Speak now, she was the princess. In red, she was a heartbroken woman. In 1989, she was the party woman who was always with her friends and having the time of her life and having a good time. In reputation, she was a brave woman, kind of tired of all of these snakes around her and wanting to actually live her own experiences. In um, lover, she was the lover. In folklore, she is a wise woman, and in Evermore, she is the woman who told stories. And what I love about this comment is that it literally has taken all of the years that Taylor has been in the music industry and kind of like made it into a compact thing of the different kind of women that she has portrayed um, in all of these albums. And honestly, like. I kind of appreciate this change so much because the way that she was changing herself in the industry is kind of how I grew up as well. Um, you can't expect a person to stay the same, to remain the way that they were at the beginning of life towards the end of the life. Like Everyone goes through these changes. Everyone adapts to their environment and their circumstances. And Taylor Swift did precisely that. Even though sometimes it wasn't for the best reasons. Like um, She has said in so many different interviews that because she was called out so much for always being with men and always writing about heartbreak, that she changed her entire persona completely and wrote songs about partying with people and having fun with your girls and having a good time and stuff like that. So a lot of her work definitely has been driven by what other people have said about her, but ultimately I feel like that's not the kind of message that she wants to spread to her audience. She wants to tell the audience and, you know, girls my age that it's okay to take time to figure out who you are and to actually be okay with the kind of person that you are becoming as long as you at the end of the day just stay true to yourself and like her battle with the media and the people in the industry has just been so strong and so relentless for so many years um if you listen to the reputation album most of the Reputation album, most of the songs on there deals about, um, deals with all of the struggles that she faced with in the industry and the amount of times that she's been backstabbed and, you know, talk shit about. So I'm gonna pull up a few of the songs that I love. So, um, there's a song called Look What You Made Me Do, and like the video for that, it, um, took a lot of, you know, the different people that Taylor um, personified throughout the years, she like brought those to life again. So if you watch the video, you'll see Taylor from the You Belong With Me era and from the Fearless era come to life again. And that song kind of talks about, oh, look what you made me do. Like (laughs) the song kind of continues with that lyric, but it's just like, she just talks about like, oh my God, look at what you made me do. Look at the person that you've turned me into. Like, what the heck? And um, there's one song in particular in this album called Delicate. And I just love that song so much. It 
is so raw and genuine about how she is such a delicate person and that how her reputation has been changed so much because of what other people say about her um and she just wants her lover to know that my reputation is bad but you can either take me or leave me and love is delicate so we should just treat it as that oh my god i just the lyrics of that song and the vibe and the way that it flows is just magnificent and i love that song so much so if any of you want to listen to um any of these songs i definitely recommend delicate from this album it's just amazing at the beginning of this episode i kind of said that i grew up with her music and honestly i mean it <laughs> like all the different versions of taylor are kind of personified into the into my personality as well mean was one of the first songs that i heard from her it was released in like 2010 i think and back then i was still living in india and you know watching my hannah montana <laughs> tv show episodes and taylor swift wasn't really um the person that i that 10 year old then we would have gravitated towards because like at that time she was still um doing country music and country music wasn't really my genre i was more into pop and you know listening to hannah montana and stuff but mean was just like such an amazing song i love that she was so honest about the lyrics in those songs in that song particularly um when she wrote that you with your voice like nails on a chalkboard calling me out when i'm wounded and when she said that some day i'll be living in a big old city and all you're ever going to be is mean like oh my god it's so simple yet so effective right like as a 10 year old i in school was always like you know looked down upon for like the, the way that i was wearing my uniform and stuff like that and it was just horrible the things that people would say either to you or behind your back and it's just everything that taylor talked about in her songs they were so relevant to my life and everything that i was going through and the lyrics literally spoke to me and i know that i'm not the only person that was so deeply affected by the words that she was singing so many people around me were so many girls so many guys even though guys hated to admit it at the time but she just has such a legendary way of songwriting that is able to appeal to the masses and i just that is one thing that i honestly have so much respect for regarding her work i just love how she does not give two shits anymore especially now about the kind of work that she's doing she never let go of things that make her who she made her who she is um and i that is another thing that i really really admire about her because you wouldn't really call her a country artist anymore but she still incorporates a lot of the similar styles of singing, songwriting and instrumentation into the music that she makes. Like Cowboy Like Me is a great example of that country song coming to life yet again. Um and I feel like she as a singer has just made that genre so accessible to so many different people and 
that's a really really difficult thing to do and the fact that she's mastered that is just incredible to me um yeah she like she hasn't forgotten where she came from and i love that so much it, it inspires me it inspires me to look more into indian music and where it actually comes from and actually admire the things that i have going on in my culture and kind of cultivate that into the music that everyone else listens to like it's fantastic she she's really opened my eyes into some very interesting and diverse kinds of music and i love that so much i remember um i was 15 uh when i <laughs> i turned 15 and i like listened to the song 15 at the top and i sang it at the top of my lungs and it was just such an amazing feeling saying that when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you you have to believe them and i'm so excited to be doing the same when i turn 22 the amount of people that i've told when they turn 22 that they have to listen to taylor swift is just insane but she has been there for me throughout everything whether it be heartbreak failure rejection literally you name it and it's been taylor swift's music and I'm so indebted to her. I don't even know how to pronounce that anymore. I'm kind of tired, but <laughs> I honestly, I just feel like I owe her everything, even though we don't know each other, but I feel like she knows everything about me through her songs. I just find that so amazing. So thank you, Taylor Swift. May God bless you. <laughs> you are amazing. Imagine if she's listening to this right now. Oh my God, I'd be so, I wouldn't know what to say. Hi, Taylor. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Congratulations. I love you. Okay, I feel like I've been ranting for quite a long time now about my love for Taylor Swift, but I just, I literally only have good things to say about her. She has definitely gone through her moments, but I absolutely absolutely love that she has just come out stronger and more understanding and more of a perceptive human at the end of the day like no matter what she goes through she just comes out stronger and i love that about her one of the biggest things that taylor swift's journey in the music industry has taught me that it literally takes no effort to be kind to someone and that you know, people are, at the end of the day, they're always going to have shit to say about you. But all you have to do is just live your truth and experience your journey and have fun while you're at it. Because you only get one life. And there's no point in trying to bring other people down when you can just, you know, bask in your successes and face your failures and face the truth you just have to go on with your life and embrace it and i'm so thankful that taylor has taught me all of these things um yeah i i feel like this is a great place to end the episode because i definitely feel like i can sit here and talk about her music and 
everything that she has done for the musical community for such a long time. But I think her awards and recognition, it really does speak for herself. Um, but yeah, I just, I just really, really admire everything that Taylor Swift has gone through. And her music and songwriting abilities have just like gotten so much better throughout the years. And she's just amazing. So yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I loved, you know, listening back to a few of my favorite songs and reading up about her journey and like about what other people have said about her and stuff like that. It was so enlightening for me. Um, I love listening to music and yeah, if you guys have any other suggestions, like music suggestions and anything let me know um i'm so excited to be recording a few more episodes uh in the coming weeks i have one collaboration planned with a special someone so stay tuned for that and thank you so much oh my god this noise holy shit i'm so sorry about that <laughs> um i hope oh also i hope you guys liked how conversational this was I feel like I'm at a sleepover talking to a friend right now and my parents are probably outside judging me for just talking to my phone, but yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. Um, until next time, I hope you go out there and find joy in the little things in life and if you like it enough, then make sure to write it a love letter. <laughs> Bye, you guys.